Welcome to this series of Bible lessons on the New Testament. In these 42 lessons, we will teach the history of the Lord Jesus as delivered to us in the four Gospels. We will start with the days that led up to Christ's humble birth in Bethlehem. We will then look at his blessed ministry, his suffering, his death, and resurrection. His humble life on earth concludes with his ascension, and after this, the blessed outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Lastly, we will teach the calling and ministry of the greatest evangelist that ever lived, Paul the Apostle. These last lessons are taught from the book of Acts and include Paul's missionary journeys. Be sure to use the lesson guide with questions and knowledge exercises presented with these lectures. We hope these lessons are a blessing to you. Thank you. In Lesson 37 of our Bible study on the life and the ministry of Christ, we wish to follow Paul on his first missionary journey. And we will see this again in two parts. First, the Gentiles believe, which you can find in Acts 13, and then the persecuted by the Jews, as we find it in Acts 14. So first, the Gentiles believe, as you may find in Acts 13. In our last lesson, we saw how that Barnabas had gone to call Paul to come to Antioch to help him labor in the midst of that early Christian church in Antioch. And after they had labored there for more than a year, then the Holy Ghost led the leaders of this church to separate Paul and Barnabas for the mission work, as God had called them. And we think then of what Ananias said to Paul, or what God had said to Ananias about Paul, that he was a chosen vessel to bring the word to the Gentiles. And so now they have separated Paul and Barnabas. They have fasted and prayed and laid their hands upon them to anoint them and to strengthen them and encourage them to go and to start the mission work. Now Paul and Barnabas leave Antioch and take with him a young disciple from Jerusalem named John Mark. And they sail to the island of Cyprus. And that is where they will begin their first missionary journey. And then they travel through this island and they preach in the synagogues. Now we must pay attention to this first. Wherever Paul and Barnabas go on their mission work, they will always begin in the synagogue. Now, there are three reasons why we must observe this. First, that Christ commanded the apostles to go forth and to preach the gospel to all nations. But he says, beginning at Jerusalem, 
beginning with the Jews. So Paul, in obedience, begins his mission work with the Jews. The second reason is that it is the Jewish custom in the synagogue that when there is a visitor in the synagogue, that he receives the opportunity to speak. And so this is a prime and perfect opportunity for Paul and Barnabas to speak to the people. And of course, that is the third reason. This is where the people gather in the synagogue. So here is a perfect opportunity for Paul to begin to bring the gospel message to the Jews in the synagogues. <clears throat> and so they travel through the island. And when they come to Paphos, which would be the capital city of this island, then the deputy or the governor of this island hears about Paul and Barnabas that they are preaching a message which he has not heard before. And so he calls for them that they would come to him so that he also may hear the word that they are preaching. Now, Sergius Paulus, the name of the governor, also has with him a false prophet, a Jew, who is a sorcerer. His name is Elymas, and this Elymas is a child of the devil. And we see that because when Paul and Barnabas begin to speak to Sergius Paulus, this Elymas interrupts them and does everything he can to turn Sergius Paulus away from them, them and their message. And then Paul waxes bold, filled with the Holy Ghost, and he turns to Elymas and he says, Thou child of the devil, thou enemy of all righteousness, now the hand of God will be upon thee, and you will be blind for a season, and immediately the darkness falls on him. He needs to be led out of the room. Oh, when the deputy, Sergius Paulus, sees this, then he believes. He is astonished at the doctrine that the apostles have brought, and he believes the word of God. Oh, then we see that they already receive a blessing upon their labors. But now they travel on in their mission work, and they again sail to the mainland, and they come to Perga. And there we notice that their young disciple, John Mark, leaves them and returns to Jerusalem. But Paul and Barnabas now travel on to Antioch of Pisidia. Now we need to distinguish. They left from Antioch of Syria, and now they are going to Antioch of Pisidia, a city further inland. And there again, they begin by going to the synagogue. And there they are also invited to speak. And then Paul stands up and speaks to the people that are gathered, and he begins relating the history of the Jews, how that they were brought into Canaan, how God had established his kingdom, 
until David became the king. And then he turns to the gospel and says, of this David, seed, we have a savior, as God had promised that Jesus Christ the Savior would come and would be of the house and the lineage of David. And then he goes on to explain how that this Jesus Christ was delivered to be slain, how he was crucified, dead and buried in Jerusalem. But he goes on and he says, this same Jesus God has raised from the dead and he has appeared to his own. He has appeared to his people to prove that he is risen from the dead and he is ascending into heaven where he is glorified. And then Paul turns and speaks to them and says, this is the glad tiding. This is the gospel that I may bring unto you that in the name of this Jesus, there is forgiveness of sin. Oh, there were some who believed, some of the Jews, but it was the Gentiles who came to the apostles after and says, preach that same message to us the next Sabbath. And so on the next Sabbath day, Paul and Barnabas go to the Gentiles and preach to them. And then we see that almost the whole city has come together. They have heard that Paul and Barnabas will speak, and they have all come to hear what they have to say. Oh, when the Jews see this, that the multitude has gathered to listen to them, they are filled with envy, and they immediately begin uh, to speak against Paul and Barnabas, to contradict them, to interrupt them so that the people would not believe. Then Paul is waxing bold. He is receiving uh, that power of God to speak. And he turns to the Jews and he says, It was necessary that we would first preach to the Jews. That was the command that Jesus gave us. But if you reject the gospel, then we may turn to the Gentiles. And that is what we will do. We will no longer preach to the Jews, but now we will speak to the Gentiles. And the Gentiles were glad. They came to hear what Paul and Barnabas had to say, and they glorified God. Many of them believed, and the word of God spread throughout the region. But the enemies will not lay still. Oh no, the Jews then stirred up the people and raised a persecution against Paul and Barnabas, and they expelled them out of the city. They drove them out. But then look what Paul and Barnabas do. As they leave the city, they shake the dust off of their feet. That is also what Jesus commanded that any city that would not receive them, they must shake the dust off their feet as a sign that they are free of the blood of those people, that their blood will be upon their own head. And so Paul and Barnabas left the city of Antioch and went to Iconium. 
filled with joy and filled with the Holy Ghost, that God was crowning their work with his blessing. That brings us to part two, persecuted by the Jews, as we find in Acts 14. <clears throat> because they come to Iconium, and again they preach in the synagogue. And there there were again many Jews and Gentiles who believed. But the unbelieving Jews are already stirring up the Gentiles against Paul and Barnabas. But they continued to speak boldly, and their preaching was blessed, so that we see that the people of the city were divided. Some agreed with the Jews, others followed the apostles. But they heard that the enemies were intending to stone them. Oh, when Paul and Barnabas hear this, then they also flee from this city, and they travel to Lystra. And it is while Paul is preaching in Lystra that he sees a man who is crippled and who cannot walk. And he turns to this man and he says, Stand up on thy feet and walk. And immediately this man stood up and walked. Oh, when the Gentiles saw this, then they cried out, The gods are come down in the likeness of men. And they called Barnabas Jupiter and Paul Mercurius after their gods. And then the priest of Jupiter even came with oxen. He wanted to sacrifice to them as gods. Oh, when Paul and Barnabas see this, they rend their clothes and they cry out, Men and brethren, we are men just like you. We are come to preach unto you the living God. That God who is the creator of heaven and earth, that God who does good to all men by sending rain from heaven, who gives us fruitful seasons. Now it is through this preaching that Paul and Barnabas are able to restrain them from offering. But by this time, the Jews from Antioch and Iconium have also come to Lystra to stir up the people. And then they stoned Paul, and they drag him out of the city, thinking that he was dead. But Paul rose again, and then he left the city and traveled to Derby. And from a Derby, we see that Paul and Barnabas now return, going through each of the cities where they had preached the gospel, and there they established new Christian churches. They had to confirm the disciples. They had to instruct them because they were such new Christians. They knew so little yet. So Paul and Barnabas went back past every place, instructing those Christians and telling them that it will be through much tribulation that they will enter the kingdom of God. Oh, they must not look at the tribulation. They must look at the prize that is laid away for the children of God, that that may encourage them. And then they ordained elders in each of these churches 
who could lead those churches, and they commended the churches uh, to the grace of God. No, Paul and Barnabas cannot build a church. They may work to establish it, but only God can build that church. Then Paul and Barnabas return to Antioch of Syria, and there they meet with the brethren, and they tell them how God has gone before them. They tell them of all that God has done in their journey. Oh, then, that God had opened the doors of faith unto the Gentiles, how that many were able to believe. Then we need to see that Paul and Barnabas, throughout their mission work, will experience much persecution, much opposition. And then you may ask, why is that? Well, then, <clears throat> there are three things that we would want to emphasize in closing. First, we must always remember that each one of us, by nature, is an enemy of God and an enemy of Jesus Christ. We do not want to surrender. It is only by grace that we will learn to know that we are sinners. But we must always remember also that Satan is constantly busy seeking to destroy the work of God. Satan does not want to lose his subjects. Therefore, he will continue to send opposition to try to destroy the work of the apostles. But then Paul and Barnabas taught the Christian churches that it is through much tribulation. But we must always remember, what did Jesus say to his disciples? I have overcome the world. Therefore, there is hope because he is building his church and his work will stand and will continue. May the Lord continue to build his church also among us that his kingdom may come. Thank you.